Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as I believe this thing goes, it is with great pride, excitement, and other positive things that we bring you this episode today. This is the culmination of a lot of Oz's work to get a bunch of people from the Discord together and just make a small audio drama episode that details a lot of what happened with Michael and his small short stay in Chicago. I am sure that a lot of people are excited about it, so I'm going to get out of the way and let you guys get to the episode. You know, after that auction job, I had to get out of Seattle. And somebody identified and was able to trace back. I didn't want you guys to get in trouble. But with files that Val gave me, I had a start. I had a direction. I had somewhere to go. Chicago. I didn't know my family was still alive. When they didn't know I was either. You know, not since I went troll. Not since dad. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Chicago has tons of business in the shadows. You know, before the containment zone restrictions end up lifting, the runners were going in all the time, trying to fight people, grab what stuff got left behind by those who made out. The corpse were even on the gig, too. You know, they were looking for bug hunts on a regular basis. Once that fab hit, you know, things didn't change. Jobs didn't change. They kept going. Just the methods changed. When Morgana sent me out there, she didn't send me out there blind. She hooked me up with a mentor, who in turn hooked me up with a small crew who could use my abilities, my special thoughts, sciencey stuffs. So I got hooked up with a small team. They were doing, you know, small odd jobs. They ran two different types of jobs. One of the things they did was collecting specimens in the zone for corp researcher. You know, I like those. Usually it was doing something with soil samples or groundwater tests. Even close-up reading inside the astral bears were some of the weirder things it did. Team liked having me because it was science. I fit into it. I was that kind of a nerd. Then they also liked me because I was their only mage. The other specialty they had was what's called rabbit hunting. You know, since the team goes all over the zone, everywhere, they got called on to track down a lot of people who were last found in the old dim town. Proof, you know, he always looked like he was searching for something in the CC. So he figured, meh, why not get paid for it, too? I couldn't complain. I would have had something to look for as well. The team liked me for those jobs because, well, you know, troll, carrying stuff, people, things. That's what that last job was. I've been hunting. We got that call from Mr. Johnson. Kind of reminded me of paradynamics with the suits and all their attitude stuffiness. We were asking him at this bar and pizza joint on the north side. It was the Shadowrunner kind of place. You know, it was lay low. People didn't ask too many questions. Yeah. I would like for you to find someone. He should be completely harmless, but he took some items that don't belong to him that we want back. Where was he last seen? Heading into the containment zone. It's not hard to get in and out of the zone. Why send us? Because I'm paying you. Mustang was the team decker. Her question was a good one, but there's just some questions in this business that you just won't ask. What's the pay and the condition you want him back in? You should know how this goes. You know that Johnson gives one number, proof counters the number, that Johnson counters again, usual stuff, back and forth, back and forth. 
everybody seemed to have their own opinions about the total once Proof and Johnson took on the deal. It was done. You know, that's an awful lot of money for just one guy in the zone. Yeah, we hunt a rabbit, bring back that nice velveteen. Ooh, ooh, ooh no, we can stew up some nice hassan pepper. Just as long as he doesn't bleed too much, makes it slippery. It's an easy trace, and Mike here will drag him back. Pitbull, Roundup, you're both on crowd control. We run into gang territory, and we need to scare him off. Mustang, you're doing the usual. Yell out if anything comes up on the news net. Mike, come with me for a second. Pitbull, Roundup, Mustang, they all sat at the bar and chatted as Proof and I walked into the back. He had this weird look on his face. Mike, Michael, I'll need you to do three things for me during this job. Sure, Proof. What do you need? Number one, you're going to hold our target back. Not because you're a troll, but because Mustang can't take any weight, and the other two will be keeping folk off your back. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Number two, Johnson told me there's going to be a backpack of some kind with the guy. I need you to hold it back with him. There's a bonus for it. Okay. Number three, keep an eye on the Astral. Something about this whole job doesn't feel right, but the money's too good to say no. So Proof was the team's all-around guy. He was an adept. Great at getting into places. Seemed to be good with a gun and good up close as well. So kind of an all-over guy. He usually handled the team negotiating, too, and he let his rep speak for himself. But even as he was talking, something just seemed off. Like his mind was somewhere else. You know, since I got to Chicago, I took into the habit of starting to look under the astral more often. Looking at his aura, man, it was rock steady. Everything seemed to be under control. No cyberware to speak of, just pure dwarf through and through. Give me my part of the job and uh, think nothing else of it. So we went back to the bar with the rest of the team. Mustang, like I said, was the Decker. She didn't have really a lot to do in the Chicago area because of, you know, like the lack of the Matrix. But it didn't stop her from wanting all the shinies, all the new toys. She always had something on the side. Swear she could probably trek into gold if she needed her to. So, uh, if we're interested, I have heard about a coke operation near the piers. If we'll be down that way and it's still there, we could get some extra action for moving some product back to O'Hare. How are we going to move a guy and a bunch of powder? Fragging to bargain? Roundup was the go-to guy for guns. Total smartass like RC. But he just preferred an alpha to some drones. If he didn't have a joke, we knew everything was starting to get serious. And if it's still occupied, I'll take care of it. Pitbull was different. He was one of those shiny and chrome razor boys that liked to get all up close and personal and in your business. Oh, he had a gun. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I ever seen it leave its holster, though. I don't think we're going to be able to use my sled, guys. My huskies, still in recovery. Can't be trusted around the stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You realize the powder's supposed to stay in the bags. You don't let the dogs snort the coke. Yeah, and that's why we can't use my sled. Like... They, they're crazy for it. They're animals for it. Huh? Not out, guys. Coked up dogs don't sound great to me. How about we focus on the task at hand? I kept watching Proof as we was talking themselves up for the job. Seemed pretty pleased with the team. Cracked a few jokes with Roundup. Quietly vetoed the drug raid. Gave a few suggestions about what people were going to be bringing. We'll take the extra night to get set up and then head towards High Rise in the morning. Pack normally and add an extra med kit just in case. So, what's high rise? Squatter settlement downtown. Yeah, they buy all kinds of shit. 
literally. <laughs> Speaking of shit, they do have some nice gardens on the roof. We traded fertilizer for some fresh veggies when we ran through there before, but it's been a while since we've been there. It's also where a ton of people pass through, so if anybody's seen our rabbit, it'll be them. But if there's that many people going through, how are they going to know if our rabbit's gone through? Just wait. You'll see. So Chicago still has roads and stuff, but getting into where the old containment zone is, that's still kind of off limits. There's a lot of rickshaws and motorcycles, stuff that can bring people in and out. We weren't getting into any rickshaw. Imagine me sitting in the back of a rickshaw. I'm not paying that guy overtime. That's why we found the garage that Mustang had some deals with. Partner ride. We wanted to go to high rise. Looked like we were walking there. Hey, so how far is it to the high rise? Not the high rise. Just high rise. Oh, okay. How far is it to high rise? Eh, it's about half an hour as the crow shaman flies. Crow shamans don't fly. Tell that to the one who got chucked out of that ten-story window. <laughs> it doesn't take half an hour to fall ten stories. <sighs> really? Anyway, the locals will watch the rig, and it's just inside the zone barrier. It'll take us about an hour to get there. Everyone keep an eye out for the usual. So Chicago, like I said, it's kind of weird. You think it'd have a bunch of noise like Seattle. The You know, the, the all the cars, the people talking, the banter, the, the static, the, the everything. But it's not there. It's quiet. You know, you can still hear bees buzzing, like actual bees. Not like the bee spirits. Okay, those two, but, you know, only in the really, really high places of the zone. The point is, what I'm trying to make is, with everything being so quiet, it put that team on edge. You know, of course, when they're on edge, we get the talking to fill the background. You know, kind of feel like a pack of wolves out here. Hunting a rabbit? <laughs> yeah, here I'll bark round up. Pitbulls all bite and Michael's our new puppy. What does that make me? You're the bitch. <laughs> oh, ah, maybe Pitbull has a little more bark than you give him credit for. Better find this dude soon. And I'm hungry like the wolf. You know, I could tell Proof wasn't feeling any better by the time we got to High Rise. But nothing really happened. We didn't see anyone... Until we got to the line sandbags and wrecked cars that we settlements out our wall. See, high rise, well, it's a high rise apartment building. That's where they get the name. It went up, well, from what I could see, what I looked at, it looked like it was going up seven, eight stories. Almost all the windows were boarded up though. It had a few scorch marks on the side that like someone tried to invade, but it actually felt lively. It felt like a home. The wall had a couple of people with guns on it watching us as we walked up. Proof took the lead, and Mustang seemed to be next on. Roundup and Pipple were seemingly watching the area, and I brought up the back since I was tallest. Kind of seeing this place for the first time, I really wanted to go ask all to check things out. But Proof stopped before I could. I really wouldn't do that. Huh? Do what? Trying to turn into the astral. You're not going to like what you see. I mean, on one hand, I trusted Proof because he'd been good to me. He's always been state level, told me when I was screwing up or when I was doing good. You know, on the other hand, my curiosity was just burning. So, when Proof turned around, I decided to look at the astral. Yeah, Proof was right. The whole area felt dead, barren, desolated. 
like it was on the moon or something. You could see evidence of watchers on the high-rise outer wall. Nothing behind them. The whole building was covered in this giant uh, golden bubble. It was warded. The guys on the wall also had a, a can or something. It, I don't know. It was it was red and it felt like it was hungry. That's when I got the slap on the hip. Boy, I told you not to look. Sorry, Proof. Kind of had to. What did you see? So it was this, I don't know, red uh, red can? It seemed like it was hungry. Can? <laughs> oh, yeah. They got a good deal on that one. Proof doesn't like it. You probably won't either. What, why not? It's Fab 3, that uh, magic eating bacteria. See, that's how they got the bugs out of Chicago. Well, most of them. It, if any more bugs end up coming out, High Rise would just use the bacteria bump to wipe them out. But probably anybody else there as well that were like me. Awakened. That's what Fab 3 does. It's fluorescing algae, astral bacteria. Third strength. It's all the weaponized stuff. Some big corporates have. Proof saw that I was a little shook up by that discovery and told Mustang just to get us in. Hey there, Dale, sweetie. It's uh, just a little old Mustang, remember? I brought those chips that you like with that uh, special... Th- Nobody needs to know that. I mean, hi, Mustang. Why are you here? God, hear me. I don't even know what you're talking about. Anyway, Dale, we're here to see Gene and the Queen. Hunting a bounty? Yeah. We're tracking a rabbit. Yeah, just call me Jacques Cartier, mon ami. Uh, is that your name? Oh, my... <sighs> Just let us in. You, uh, haven't seen anyone out there, have you? No. It's been too quiet out there. Because, well, come inside and Jeannie will tell you. High-rise gate was an old delivery truck. They'd get a couple people to push it out of the way, and once the lookout said everything was clear, I ended up helping push the truck back in place afterwards. Just felt like the right thing to do. I like to think it made me passing through the wards a little easier. You know, it always bothered me that that gate's on wheels. Doesn't strike me as this most secure place. It's not the gate that makes it secure. It's the meals. Oh, fuck off. Was that too much of a reach? <sighs> the two folks who ran high-rise were known as Mean Gene and the Queen. Gene, Gene was just a regular guy. I mean, you couldn't pick him out of a crowd. Even now, I couldn't describe him. I say they call him Mean Gene because he's so average. Still couldn't tell if Roundup was giving me grief or if he was being serious. Anyway, Gene ran the day-to-day stuff. Water purification, building repairs, keeping the solar powers clean and working. I guess he was a repair guy for the building way back when. He just seemed to be getting on ears. The queen, though? That was the lady who kept her ear to the ground and knew everything there was to know about high-rise. Kind of reminded me of Morgana. You know, who was in it, who left, who walked by, where everybody was going. So you get a group that wanders in with a backpack full of medical supplies and some questions? Yeah, you can bet she knew we were already here. Oh, who comes to our ivory tower today? TQ. Gene. It's been a while. Proof. Oh, it has been. And you brought Mustang and Putball and the ever-charming Roundup. And who is this? Uh, hi. I'm... You look like someone I've heard about before. I can't put my finger on where, but I know. I'll have to think about this. Sure. Queenie, 
We're here looking for a rabbit who might have come this way. Some secret property. He's an elf. Looks like, well, an elf. But he's carrying a secure backpack. Might have it strapped to his back or something like that. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And you're not going to like where he is. But first, I think your team needs a bit of a break and some refreshment. Jean made some mead. That's ready. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Actual honey wine? How much do you have? Enough to get into trouble. You looking to trade? Maybe. All right, all right. Go get your drink on. Queen and I'll have to talk about where our rabbit went. I thought safety was impossible to find downtown. High rise, though, that place had that feeling. It had that feeling of safety. We were all just sitting in a dining room on the 10th floor. The sun was shining through the holes in the walls. We were sipping some sweet alcohol from old mace jars while everybody joked with each other about what they were going to do with their money once they got their payday. So, Roundup, what are you going to spend your payday on? Anything fun? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking about getting out of the game, retiring to the suburbs, you know. Maybe settle down, have a wife and kid. And after I've had that little psychotic break, I don't know, swing by O'Hare and uh, pick up some coke, party with my dogs. Sounds boring. You're boring. True. All right, then, Pitbull, what would you spend your money on? Some sweet new chrome. Is there anything else? So you're going to have a midlife crisis. You're going to upgrade your body. I was just going to buy a pleasure yacht or bees or, I don't know, something fun. Like, you really, guys? I'm, I'm sorry. How do pleasure yacht and bees fall in the same category? Weaponize the bees. Deliver them with the yacht. Pipple's a man with a plan. I like the way you think. Maybe you just earned yourself a spot on my pleasure yacht. I take it back. You're not boring. You're a visionary. It was pretty fun. I got to admit, Mead was good. I got distracted when I swore I saw my sister, Sasha, walk by the doorway. Got up to my feet as quick as I could and got over to the doorway before I could. All right. Team meeting. Right now. Queens, let me know where our boy is. But, but... Come on, Michael. Oh, but... We need to talk. Proof! I managed to look into the hallway before following the rest of the team into the Queen's chambers. I thought it was empty. I figured it was just a trick of light or something. It was a huge master bedroom on the top floor of this building. Bed seemed to have seen better days. But there was a big table in the middle of the floor where she sat. I didn't even see her come in. But it had this really cool-looking cloth on top. Like she had a, she had some sort of deck of cards with her. She called them tarot cards. She was just shuffling, playing with cards. The queen didn't look like she did when we first came in, though. She looked serious. All right, Queenie. We've enjoyed your hospitality. Now it's time you told them what we talked about. Of course, truth seeker. Sit down, everyone. Before I tell you about your rabbit, I should tell you why it's been so deathly quiet outside. Someone has been taking people, whether it's with promises of food or money or by force. People outside High Rise have been disappearing. Not even I have been able to find them once they've been taken. But I do know where your rabbit went. That's all pretty mysterious, your mash. What do you want us to do about it? And uh, what might we get out of it? Enough, all of you. Thank you, truth seeker. What you search for is in the north in the depths of the containment zone. 
We had sent people there to investigate before, and perhaps put a stop to things before they started. I am sad to say that they failed. What? What do you mean? Allow me to show you. Oh, she's doing a reading. A reading? You mean like a book? Shush, 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 shush. Let her do her work. This is how she knows so much. The queen had been shuffling her deck this entire time, and she started to draw her cards. The chief executive, inversed. There is a threat to you attached to your rabbit. One that is dangerous indeed. <laughs> Wait a minute. You got that from a card? I get that from many things. The card just distills those things to their very essence. Now, give me a moment. We watched as she pulled card after card, laying them down, making no noises as she looked them all over. A bunch of pictures and things I just I just didn't understand. Doors, cups, coins, police batons. Cards that didn't even have anything on them. Seemed to be ten in all. That's when she sat back with a heavy sigh and she just looked at us. You are certain this is what you want? Yes. This is how it has to be. As we already discussed, nothing changes. Very well. Your rabbit lies in a dark warren. He is searching for something he knows is there, and he will be found soon. There are others there that may yet help or hinder. That warren will test you all, and the test will be very difficult indeed. What? He is within the Bryn Mawr Apartment Hotel. I didn't know what that was at first. Everybody else did. There were sighs and groans. Roundup didn't seem too happy. Mustang had this weird look on her face like she had a lotto ticket that just hit a dirt. Pitbull started checking the edge of his knives just to make sure they were sharp. But Proof? He didn't react at all. Wait a minute. You mean the Bryn Mawr? Where that uh, wicked three-way went down? The very same. Ah, frag, I don't think I brought enough ammo. Don't worry, team. We'll be fine. Go talk with Gene to see if there's anything else you want to pick up while we're here. I heard the mob set him up with some nice munitions that uh, fell off the back of a truck. No, and that's when I started to get up to go follow. Proof gestured to me to sit back down with the queen. Before you go, I would speak with you. Huh? Mike, before we go in there, I need to know something from you. Michael? When you set foot in the Bryn Mawr, you will be tested. What do you mean, tested? Yes, tested. To pass this test, Proof must ask something of you. What's that? Michael, if things go wrong in Bryn Mawr, you have to promise me you're going to do whatever it takes to get yourself out, okay? Like what? Like shoot someone. Might be women, kids, might be Roundup or Mustang, might even be me. This place is going to do things to you. I need you to promise me. Um, yeah, proof, of course. Sure, I promise. Whatever I gotta do, I'll do. I'm gonna hold you to that, Michael. Why are you so serious all of a sudden? Because the Bryn Mawr was an insect hive, marked one. The bee, the ant, and the mantis all battled there years ago. The secrets of the hive remain, and the lives of those who have vanished lead there. Insects do not just infect buildings, marked one. They also infest people, and they may try to do the same to you, as they have done to others. The queen looked at Proof when she said that last part. Like he knew something. He just wasn't telling everybody. Because swore I saw him touch his jaw. But you know, I'm way up here. He's way down there. Something about short people not being able to correctly pronounce them. So anyway, remember what I did, did with the astral sight? 
earlier? Yeah, no, I was not going to look inside. But he just looked back and he repeated himself. I'm serious. Whatever it takes, Michael. He walked out. I was getting ready to get up and go follow. Stay a moment, Marked One. Uh, yeah? What is it? Truth Seeker knows what he will find inside Brynmar. The others do not. Their futures are set. Yours is not. What, are you okay? She smiled at me. Almost like kind of a, a sad expression. We will speak again. You will find something you seek, but a price shall be paid. When you see the scrap bracelet, you will know. What's that supposed to mean, a scrap bracelet? As I said, you will know it when you see it. But there is one more matter I would like to discuss with you. The way to Bryn Mawr will be fraught with danger, but there is one known to you that can guarantee your safety to the building. That doesn't make any sense. But nobody would know that I'm even here. The queen didn't answer right away. Just smiled, looked past my shoulder towards the door. Ah, your friend is here now. You know, I turned in the chair and looked at the door. I just, I didn't see anything. You know, I could feel it, though. There was like a presence, a, a weight to the air. And it had me thinking about the auction house, my whole reason for coming out here. The reason I was running, if you will. Smoke started to billow and started to form, turning to a snake-like looking thing with two glowing eyes. There you are. I've been searching for some time. Whoa, 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 from the... How did you get here? I invited it in. I saw a need. But he's the one that's been tracking me. And I found you. My service to that which has summoned me is complete upon my return. You interest me. And I wish to make an exchange. Wait a minute. An ex- what do you mean, an exchange? Like what, you want some credit or something? Of a sort. It speaks of a task you will undertake for it later. In exchange for a task it will undertake for you now. Teller knows? I will ensure you that you and yours can travel to your destination safely. In return, there will be a task for you in the future. But what about your boss who is looking for me? I will tell that which summoned me that I have found you. That is my task. So hold on. You'll keep us safe all the way up to the hotel. We're not going to get attacked or anything. And in exchange for you doing this, I have to do something for you later. Yes. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is for the team and it'll help keep them safe. You got yourself a deal. Thank you, Spirit. Your presence and willingness to help is appreciated. It was good to see you again. No, I think that the spirit ended up making a bow or a nod or something. There was some sort of movement from him. It thing. What if you call a spirit? And then it just disappeared. Oh my god. What did I just agree to? An equivalent exchange, as it said. Don't worry. It has a vested interest in your survival now. You should go. Your team is waiting for you. You know, me and Jean and the Queen, they were an odd couple. You could tell that Jean was a practical person. That the Queen, she's one of those people that everybody followed, even if they didn't understand what was going on. I was still going over the price and equivalent exchange parts of our conversation. When I ended up getting back to the team in the lounge, they had all this stuff that they asked for by Jean. Uh, 
little bit low for bear, aren't you guys? Mikey, catch more flies with honey. You kill more with high explosive grenades. I'm still trying to figure out how to combine the two, but I'll get back to you on that. Gene had a sweet deal on a combat axe. Thought I'd give it a try if I run out of knives. Mustang, is that a dar? Roundup, you might want to combine the honey with the high explosive grenades. Just, it might help with that. And, uh, what jar? What, I, I don't see anything, Michael. Mustang had the weirdest smile. I got distracted because that time Proof came back in with this troll-sized backpack. He just handed it off to me like it was nothing. But boy, was it heavy. Mikey, well, that, we'll need it. Proof, what the hell did you put in here? Restraints, masks, a bigger med pack. Don't worry about it. It's bigger because it's state of the art. Jeez, sounds like my ex-girlfriend's secret closet. Yeah, he knows best. Put the pack on while Roundup and Mustang put their stuff away. He looked nervous. She looked... Oh, wait a minute. I already talked about that. We going now? Oh, yes. We're going now. Downtown Chicago is really weird. It's a lot of buildings that are still empty. If there's any people inside, they just weren't interested in coming out. Gang weren't roaming the street that day, and the foot taxis were all working closer to the walls. Just us and the sound of animals. Kind of surreal, and I just wasn't expecting it. Is that a freaking lion? Uh, yeah, it might be. Uh, you, you have those huskies tucked away in a bag somewhere? You know, the ones that we could maybe give some coke to? Listen, I am not sacrificing my sweet, sweet boys. I mean, Pitbull, maybe, yeah. Am I a lion? Never really thought of myself as a lion. You do have a very mighty roar, though. Luckily for us, Sir Mac was on the south side, well away from where we were going. That's the place where the nuke went off. Nobody goes there if they don't have to. I think if they could, they'd probably drop another nuke on there just to make sure that it was sealed properly. You know, as we got closer to Bryn Mauer, everybody started getting quieter, more paranoid. Roundup seemed to be checking the windows for aerial approaches, and Pitbull was just watching entrances and alleyways like something was going to jump out at them. Mustang was zone out every now and again before telling us there was still nothing to see on the Matrix. Bruce just, he tensed up. I didn't have to look in the astral just to know that something was really getting to him. You know, I might have thinking about it. I might have forgotten to tell him about the spirit thing on the way over. I got distracted by everything that was going on downtown. Everything just so new and different. I could still hear the buzz of the bees near the old garden planters. Watch birds chirp on the windowsills and an occasional critter, even regular one, seemed to be scavenging something from a 20-year-old trash can. We passed by that park. It felt so, so, I don't know, so alive. Like there was just something to it. Nothing like what you would see here in Seattle. You know, I wish I had some testing equipment, but it just wasn't one of them runs. When we got to within sight of that building, everything got cold. I mean, it was still quiet, but there was just more to it than that. It's like everybody seemed to be wearing earplugs. I don't know, maybe it was just me. Well, I could hear everybody. There just, just seemed to be something else. You jelly. I'm jelly. Gonna get that jelly jelly. Huh? What? 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 Hmm? What? Oh, uh, nothing. Hey, guys, I'm starting to get some, uh, Matrix contracts. Uh, no network, but it looks like some comlinks in the thing. I'm not sure what it is yet. Where are those comlinks? More importantly, where's the thing? Oh, I mean, comlinks are all over the building, and the thing is... Uh, it, 
<laughs> it looks high. Top floor, roof, maybe? <sighs> Everybody groaned when Mustang made a report. High up meant stairs and elevator shafts. Also meant less ways for us to get out if we ran into trouble. But, lo and behold, leave it to proof. He'd already thought about that. Michael, take a knee for a moment. I need to get you a pack. So yeah, that big backpack I was wearing, it had a bunch of climbing harnesses in it, and a ton of rope. Seemed to be prepared for everything. Even though I saw him take out all of that gear, I swear he put a bunch of rocks back in, because it didn't get any lighter. And Mikey, check the astral. What do you see? I ended up taking a look at the astral plane, against my better judgment. Downtown Chicago looked even more dead, if it's possible, what high-rise did. The building we were going into looked, I don't know, it looked boarded, but it was different. It was, it was this black and yellow hexagon pattern, and it just, it was radiating fear. I happened to catch a glimpse of that air spirit as well when I looked. It took one look at the building and then looked back at me. This is as far as I can go. Fortune to you, marked one. I should have known it. Next thing I know, it was gone. You ever watch that old sim against the hive masters with Foria? I remember watching it one time. The part where rescue team goes into the hive, get all that creepy music. And the thing that I seem to remember most was this low buzzing sound all the insect spirits made. Yeah, though, no, just doesn't happen in real life. Everybody was on edge as we made our way in. Everything smelled burnt. Not the, not like the good burn either, like a fire and a, like rotted, disgusting burnt. Anything that was wood, it was charred. The plastic melted. The floor, it was, it was, it was squishy. Not because of the bugs, but kind of like it was rotted through. I knew I had to be careful just because of my size. Team, sound off. What do we see? Nothing moving. It's like we're a day late for a barbecue. Give me a second. I'm looking. I'm looking. Nope. No devices moving. I th- think one's transmitting, though. Excellent. Let me know what you find. We're going to move to the staircase. We went further into the building, moving as quiet as we could. But, you know, me and Mustang can't exactly be too quiet. Me, I'm a giant troll with a large backpack. Mustang decided to be distracted in AR for some reason. She did comment on something when we got closer to the stairwells, though. Hey. Hey, boss. Uh, something, something that was hidden just came up, uh, up high on that column. Roundup. You like bombs? Is that a bomb? Mm, yep. That's a bomb. How many you got, Mustang? Uh, well, there's one on every support on this floor. Queen did say they tried to do something here and couldn't. This may have been it. Are they still active? I... They can be. Mm. Yeah, that'll work. Link the dead codes to my comlink. Once we're out, we can rock, pick, a scissors to decide who gets to push the button to level this place. High Rise will pay us back. Ooh, I like it when you talk about getting paid back. You mean we'll get paid twice for this job? Consider it done. So yeah, bombs. We were going to be blown this place up no matter what happened. I still had to be extra careful going through those steps up to the top floor. By the 10th floor, though, <laughs> we were all pretty tired. Oh my god, how many floors does this drecking place have? 13 above. 
one or two below, I'm pretty sure. Oh, lucky us. Why is it so quiet? Did you just shut up for once? You want to jinx us? Alright, guys, quiet. Most of the comlinks are below us now. Um, it looks like the 8th or ninth floor, so uh, it's, it's, you know, it's all down below. I think I got one up here, though. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, do you hear that? Hear what? Crying. That's when I heard crying at first. I had to stop for a second, listening, trying to locate it. Somebody above us was crying. It was a soft, quiet sob echoed throughout the concrete stairwell. Guys, somebody, somebody's crying above us. I don't hear anything. Continue up. For God's sake, be careful. The crying got louder as we ended up going upstairs. I could tell it was close when we got to the top floor and opened door to the foyer. Proof and roundup. Worked on forcing open the elevator doors so that I could set up that fast rope down to the bottom. Seriously. See, I mean, I mean, does nobody hear the cry? What was that, honey? No, no, I, I don't hear anything. Oh, well, they had the escape route well in hand, so... I would win looking for the sound. I could tell from that direction that uh, it was coming from down the hall, a little bit down there to the left, behind one of the apartment doors. I just about got my hand on that doorknob to check, whispering hello when Pitbull stopped me. What are you doing? Pit, there's someone crying in here. Mike, we're standing in front of this door and I don't hear a thing. But I'm so scared! She's scared, Pit. Come on, I'll just be a second. Pitbull put his ass between me and the door. Normally he looked pretty serious, but this time I could tell he was deadly serious. You're not going through that door. Don't, don't listen, listen to him. him. I, I need help. The argument between Pitbull and me got interrupted. I can't even say we were really having an argument, yet nothing had started. But Rounded cocked his gun. Proof added his hand to push me away from the door. Quiet. Right now. If you're hearing nothing else, you can. Oh my god, then it must be on the astral. Oh, they might know we're here. Mustang, where's that thing? Uh, boss, it's down the hallway to the right. The comlink's in there, too. Uh, although, as a warning, I hear breathing... Hmm. We'll move quickly. Grab our rabbit, his backpack, and get to the elevators. We don't have time. Never felt so small. Standing up there on the top floor, the walls pressing in on me. I could still hear that, that thing whispering to me, trying to coax me coming to the room. It seemed to come from every come door we passed, begging for me to look inside. And then it was two, and then, then three, and then it just kept coming in more and more. Once we hit the door we were supposed to, everything stopped. Just went quiet. Like they were waiting. Proof had his gun out, but I got mine out. Roundup was already ready. Pitbull has axe ready to go and chop through the door. Mustang just crept forward as everybody was about ready to pounce on whatever we found inside. (laughs) Tried the doorknob. Suspense over. Yeah, it was unlocked. As the door swung open, I don't think I'll ever forget what was inside. Wait, is that not exactly a needle in a haystack? <laughs> I'm gonna be rich. Folks up, team. Let's do what we came here to do. See, it was an apartment. It was a studio apartment. Was being the key word. Where that bathroom should have been, 
that whole back wall, just a big block of, of goop of stuff. It looked like wax, but it was scoopable. That just seemed a little bit weird to me. Uh, oh, I, I still hear that breathing on the comm. Like, give me a second. What was worse is that there were hands sticking out of it. Some of them were twitching. One had a briefcase hanging on a pair of handcuffs. And another had a bracelet made out of scrap metal. The hand looked small. I was instantly reminded of what the queen had said about scrap metal bracelets. Not only were there hands, but there was a face, too. One particular face that we were looking for. It just seemed like our rabbit had gotten pushed into the wall. Yeah, you heard me. Our rabbit, the person we were sent here to find, was in this wall. His eyes were open. He was having a hard time breathing. He just looked at us. Please help me. Found it. Hey, what do you know? Money does talk. Michael, you can take your pack off now. Set it down by the wall there. Pitbull, cut our rabbit out. Round up. On lookout. So yeah, I took the pack off. I was setting it down near the kitchen. when I heard it again. That crying. It was really close. There was a counter in the kitchen. You know, like all kitchens have. So I leaned over the counter to look. Yeah, should not have done that. There was this little girl, maybe 11, 12? I tried to fight her off, but man, she got me good. This, these, these scratches from her, her hand just raked down my face. I felt my eyeball, and it almost felt like it, she took it out and pushed her back against the fridge and stepped back, stumbling over everything. She, oh, she clawed me! Open fire! Open fire! That's when the screaming started. It was everywhere. It was just a, a howl, a cacophony of voices. The hands in the wall all started to twitch faster. Like, I heard the rabbit getting pulled out. The next thing I knew, Pitbull had ended up tying the body to me. Like I had a kid carrier on my pack. You! Take him! We gotta go! Team, let's go to the elevators. Pitbull in front, round up, fire sport. On it! Okay, okay, okay. Guys, hold on a second. I'll be right there. I turned to look to see what Mustang was doing. Blood mirrored into my eyes. It was making it hard for me to see, and I was a little bit more than disoriented. She had those jars out. She seemed to be scooping the jelly inside. She took a look at me, and she had this loopiest grin on her face. Guys, I'll be right there. I'm going to be rich. That smile turned to terror, though, as one of those hands, the one with the scrap metal bracelet, when the queen had told me about clamped hard onto her wrist she reached out to me with that jar in hand and I went to grab her I had her I had her hand and everything was covered in jelly and I couldn't keep a grip couldn't stop looking at that bracelet a price, a price must, must be, be paid. paid Michael what What? don't, don't let me go don't, ah! she slipped out of my hands into the wall with a scream jar was left in my hand. Michael, let's move. But Mustang! It's too late. Now go. We ran for the elevators. All the doors were shaking like they were being torn apart from the inside. Pitbull, he ended up having a blast. He ended up taking hands or heads off with his axe whenever anything would bust through a door or a wall. Roundup ended up loose with a bunch of bullets. 
after any of the others that were shaking, just in case we weren't stopped until we hit the elevators and then the bottom floor. Yo, where's Mustang? Bugs got her. Bug? Drag! She owed me money. Not now. Michael, clip on and go. I'm right behind you. Round up, you're the last one down. Blanket that hall with suppressing fire. Wait, Scratch goes before us? You heard what I said. I'll keep them off you. This sucks. I clipped onto the first rope that I saw and I got ready to drop fast. Proof was already grabbing his own rope as I started to slide down. But it was obvious that he'd done this before. He clearly had more experience. He was moving a lot faster than I was. Though I was like four times his weight, twice size. You know, he was so calm about it all. I remember him checking his comm link as he ended up as he was going down. Like it was nothing. I saw that third rope jerk. I heard Roundup shout, Pitbull, too. Pitbull, let's go! I'll be right behind you! Hey, I hear you all Roundup. That's when the whole building shook. Looked up and I could see Roundup dropping fast as he could. Go, 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 go! I didn't see Pitbull. Just a bunch of flames starting to blow through the elevator shaft causing a huge downdraft. I felt the heat, the fire, and the warm air as it surged through the elevator shaft. Unfortunately, it also lit our ropes on fire. <laughs> Fast as you can, boys. Ground floor or bust. What was that? <laughs> Incendiary charge in Michael's backpack. Couldn't let anyone know. It lit the ropes on fire. <laughs> yeah, Proof made it down to the bottom before his rope gave out. I wasn't quite so lucky. I ended up dropping a couple feet. Made the rabbit scream the free fall right in my ear. Wasn't bad. Roundup, though? Roundup wasn't as lucky. Two stories. He ended up falling two stories. Oh, my legs. Oh, my fucking legs. They're broken. Fucking broken! Michael, unhock and move. I'll grab Roundup and drag. Keep it together. Keep it together? I'm busted in half! Ah! Eyes up, man. I need you on fire support. Well, they're swarming down the elevator. What do you think I'm doing? Michael, change your plan. Grab one of his arms. It felt like something out of a war trade. I had one side proof somehow kept Roundup well up. Just moving him along as fast as we can. We saw that light at the front door glow dark. Something was coming in. We were surrounded. Oh, now, now what? I... I'd say something with you right now, but I think we're fucked. Don't think it's us that's fucked. Count of three, we detonate the bombs. Wait, what? What choice do we have? But I don't... One, two... No, I don't want... I don't... a button on his comm link as all the bugs started swarming toward us. Could see them clearly before the flash and the smoke of the explosions. That high up could only be one thing. Bee spirits. Remember how I said that floor was squishy? Well, I ended up staying in one place for too long. The floor broke under all of our weight. I don't remember hitting the ground. I wasn't too hurt, but our rabbit was out cold. I think I landed on him. Couldn't see proof. But Roundup was posted up against the wall. He looked bad. Like he had a piece of rebar coming out of his chest the size of my forearm. He was bleeding out. Could barely hold onto his rifle. But it was ready. 
I was still trying to get up when I saw some movement coming towards Roundup. She was dragging her legs like they just didn't work anymore. Arms looked like they were broken twigs. And the look on her face was, it was alien. It was Mustang. I don't know how she got down to the basement, but there she was. Mustang. I thought you were... We, we will heal, heal in time. In time. Infested. Ah, uh, Dread, this is like a bad tread. Roundup pointed his rifle and pulled the trigger, but nothing happened. <laughs> uh, this is a bad tread. <laughs> Mustang, what, what are you doing? How'd you get down here? Hush. We, we will, will come, come to, to you in a moment. Bug. She was a bug. They had taken her. It hadn't been long since that bomb had gone off, but I guess I may have been out for a lot longer than what I thought. You You'll will come, come with, with us. us. The hell I will! This smoking mass of cyberware came out of the dark like a cannonball. All sparks of blood and oil. Pitbull survived too, I guess. If you can call it that. Covered in welts. Purple welts. All over him, like they got stung by him a bunch of times. Claw marks up and down his arm. But he had a smile on his face. Like he'd found his calling in life. The biggest fight in possible. Well, Mustang, and now Bug Mustang, and Pitbull tore each other apart like it was a gladiator match. Pitbull ended up winning, if you could call it that. Carved up that woman six ways from Sunday. After that, he collapsed right next to Roundup, slid into a seat. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Uh, I've been better. Pitbull held up a cred stick covered in blood and dropped it into Roundup's lap. Yeah, well, at least we got what she owed you. Yeah, she actually squared up with me. Oh man, I can, I can die happy. No, Pitbull. I always thought it would be the dandelions that get me. Dandelions. The. You okay there? Roundup. <sighs> I thought I would have gone first. I went to the both of them. Rounded up, ended up dying right there. His rifle was empty, and now he was too. Pimple just looked at me with that big smile. <laughs> it was a hell of a fight, Scratch. You missed out. Scratch? Yeah, I bet I did. Hey, did you see proof? Proof? No, I... No. It was a hell of a fight. Man, he's gotta be around here somewhere. We gotta get out of here before the building comes down. That's a hell of a fight. I took that moment to look away to see if I could find proof in the basement. All I could see was this big blood trail and this half-open door to some kind of maintenance room. Never should have looked away. When I ended up looking back, Pitbull's eyes were closed. He wasn't breathing. Felt like he wanted to tell me something. He was starting to say something. He ended up dying with a smile on his face. That's when I had nothing left. I was drained. I went to the maintenance room and I opened the door. Sure enough, Proof was in there. Hey, hey, Proof, Proof, we need to get out of here. The building's gonna come down. I know, Michael. I know. You know, it took me a second or two to let my eyes adjust. But when they did, Proof was just laying there next to something else. Someone else. It was another dwarf. Must have been 20 years gone. Not much left. Holding the body like a lost loved one, though. There was this big pool of blood spreading under him. I don't know what he hit, but he didn't act like he was hurt. Found the truth, Michael. She tried to hide in our spot, and she didn't make it out. Proof, what are you talking about? Michael, 
It's my deepest pleasure to let you meet my wife, Ellen. Ellen? Proof, is this why you've been acting weird since High Rise? Oh, Michael, there's no time. There's a manhole cover that should fit even you at the other end of this room. I'll send you out to the lakeside. You can get back to High Rise from there. Okay, I'll go get the cover off and we get out of here. No, Michael. I'm not going anywhere. I need you to do something for me. That's when Proof held up his pistol. It was in a revolver like mine or Boz's. Remember what I said, Michael? Hell. Scratch was it the Pitbull called you? Anything it takes. I'd rather not leave Ellen. And I don't think I'm leaving here as it is. There's something different. Oh, Proof, I... Uh... Whatever it takes. So I took the gun. I raised it to his head. Oh, Scratch. He dropped this. He held up that jar of jelly. I took that too as Proof closed his eyes. I made a promise. I had to do what I said I was going to do. That's when I dropped the gun and I walked away. It was a while in that sewer before it spit me out right where Proof had said it would. I looked out over the lake for just a second, seeing some boats and stuff in the distance. I heard collapse behind me. Grinmar was falling. So I turned around to watch it. Some of the dust and the smoke scattered everywhere, but nothing else flew out. Didn't see any bugs, no bodies, just screeching kind of sound that haunts your nightmares. That building go- went down. That's when I felt something else. There was something else in the area as I watched that building collapse. Familiar present. The link to the auctioneers. To Val, kind of. Well, well, well. We meet again. Yeah. I guess I made it out. What are you doing here? I remained to observe. You have a being on your back. Oh, oh God, where am I? Shut up. Yeah, what about it? What will you, you do, do with it? Did you let me go? You'll never see me again. I'm gonna go back to High Rise. Turn him in. Let him know about everyone. Complete the job. Why can't I move? Why can't I feel anything? You seem tired. I shall travel with you. Why won't anyone answer me? Now, I know it was getting close to sundown when I crawled out of that building. And I know I kind of lost track of time when seeing something new or talking with a spirit or even ignoring a guy whose spine may have been broken because I fell on it. But the last of that light was going away when I found myself at high rise. My feet were warm like he'd been running a million miles an hour. This was intriguing to me, marked one. I am pleased with our bargain. We shall speak again. What? How did we... Quick as he appeared, he disappeared. That's when that guard, Dale, still on the wall, noticed me. He was watching me. Hey, uh, Dale? Can you let me back in? I found the guy. Hey, can you please get him away from me? He assaulted me. I have rights. Where is Mustang? Is she going to make fun of me again? No. Mustang's not going to make fun of you again. Oh, thank God. Let me open the gate. There was one difference I saw as we went past the gate. One of those roadmasters was sitting there, and a couple guys with assault rifles were all standing guard. All black, all decked out. Corporate types. Johnson was here. Ah, you've come back with our man. Where might Proof be? Yeah, Proof didn't make it out. I see. Who might I have the pleasure of speaking with? Scratch. You can call me Scratch. I handed the rabbit off to the Johnson. He'd been screaming 
like like a screaming millstone the whole time. So get rid of quite literally a weight off my shoulders. Johnson paid me everybody's shares too. I just I just couldn't care about the money anymore though. They were all gone. Everybody. So I figured I'd go chit chat, talk with the queen. She seemed to be certain that we'd be coming back. That's when Jean met me at the door. Michael. You look like Drek. Yeah, hey, thanks, Jean. Um, I need to see the queen. Sure, sure. Listen, before you leave here, I got some stuff for you, all right? Huh? Some stuff. Don't worry about it. Proof and I talked before you all left. Queen signed off on it. You, uh, did the building come down? Oh, yeah, the, the building went down. Buried everybody in it but me. Sweet Christ. I'll stop bothering you. Just know you'll be seeing me again soon. High Rise at least had a working elevator. It was nice not to have to worry about stairs. But looking up towards that roof, I could see the burning rope. Closed my eyes and all I could hear was reaching, crying, the blood, the fire. I waited for that elevator to fall. I almost begged it to, but it didn't. The door opened at the top floor instead. Queen was still sitting at the table when I came in. She didn't look happy, but she was... At peace? All of those cards of hers were on the table. Different ones, though. Gestured to me as I walked in and pointed me towards the chair that would fit. Hard to find a troll-sized chair nowadays. Welcome back, Marked One. Why do you keep calling me that? Marked One. I had to dab the scratches that over my eyes. The blood had come out and started to coagulate, but they still hurt. Wait a minute. You knew this would happen. I saw it. Why didn't you say anything? I did. Proof decided it should be this way. Sat down in front of her, dropped the cred sticks on the table. Okay, but why? He missed his wife and saw her once more. Uh, The dog wished a glorious fight, which he found. The comedian breathed his last joke. The fox attained her riches for a brief moment. Everyone was tested. (laughs) Yeah, some test. Did I pass? We shall get to that. What are you searching for? I don't see how that matters, but I came here to find my family. My mom, my brother, my sister. And what would you do? Should you find them? You know, as bad as Seattle is, I'd probably take them back there. I know this lady that might be able to pull some strings and get me back. No offense. Chicago sucks. The Empress? Yes. Everything she does has a price. Pulled the jar of jelly out of my pocket and I put it on the table. Yeah, I figured between this, the cred sticks, it should be covered. You can pay many things. I will take the jar. The one who sent your friend will come here. And I will explain your debts are paid in full with it. The queen smiled at me then. She tilted over to the side though and she looked past me towards the door, drawing my attention over there. Yes, Marked One. You have passed your test. Come in, everyone. Come on, come on. Reunion time. I turned in my chair and I saw... (laughs) Well, it turns out that when I saw Sasha earlier in the hallway, it wasn't a mirage. She'd been there the entire time. Sasha, Jonathan, Susan, all of them. They were there. They were safe. Michael, you're here? But how did you get here? (laughs) Well, Mom... I came here looking for you guys. As to how I got here, that's a long story. 
Thank you for listening to this week's release. Episode number 65, Chicago, was a without a net podcast audio drama written and produced in partnership with Oz from Beamburner Media. We would like to thank the following fans and contributors to this week's production who can all be found on Discord. Proof, the Adept, was played by Novellus number 0231. Mustang the Decker was played by Delinari number 6497. Pitbull, the Razor Boy, was played by Abydos, number 8055. Roundup, the Rifleman, was played by Mr. Mames, number 3724. Their employer, Mr. Johnson, was voiced by Psychotron, number 5253, and their MacGuffin, the Rabbit, was played by Batteries, number 9746. High Rise Guard Dale was played by Odd, number 9313, and his boss, Mean Gene, by Zarkara, number 4729. Enigmatic Oracle, the Queen, was voiced by Queen Jenny Four, number 0906, and the oldest friend of both her and the narrator, the Air Spirit, was voiced by Glucovis, number 8998. The Bug Spirits were voiced by Spock Ranger, number 7434, and Silith Dark, number 2350, as well as Abydos, Mr. Mames, Delinari, and Novellus. Mom and Bugstang's secondary voice was played by Silith Dark, number 2350. And Michael, the narrator, was played by Sinstar, number 6102. This special project would not have been possible without the support from the listeners and supporters of Without a Net Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. Music and sound effects are provided by Sirenscape, and I don't think I need to add anything else, so...